Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here and joining me today is Susie Moore. Uh, Susie is a life coach, advice columnist uh, for some of the world's biggest media outlets. She's written multiple books, including her most recent book, Stop Checking Your Likes. That's a topic that a lot of people need to hear. Uh, and she's used the media to help uh, sell thousands of copies of her book. And so, or of, of her books and, and thousands, especially thousands of copies. We were just talking about this before the interview of her, self, her first self-published book and the PR, publicity, media, whatever you want to call it, um, d- did so well that it got picked up by a traditional publisher. So mm-hmm. if your dreams are getting picked up by a traditional publisher, if they're you know, using publicity and media, PR, uh, to, to sell books. Uh, I think this is going to be a master class on that topic. Uh, and we're going to dive straight in. And, and I think this is going to be really valuable. So Susie, really great to have you here. Chum, I'm so excited. I love talking books. I love authors. I love the media. This is my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> three, three of your favorite things. So yes. I, I want to talk for just a second. Like, why did you decide to write your first book? Why oh. self-publish it? What was the purpose behind it? And then we'll roll into kind of using yes. media to, to sell copies of that book. Yes. Well, isn't being an author the best thing on earth? I mean, I really, you know, the, a lot of people don't know that the word author comes from the Latin word authority, right? So I knew that I wanted to be an authority as a life coach, not just like one of the many. And for me, like books have changed my life. I mean, my library is my most prized possession. I wanted to be a contributor to that library for other people. And I knew that the quickest way to turn it around was to do it myself. Plus I was already getting media earlier, early on in my business. So I thought, if I can just get a book done, you know, done quickly, I can market it myself. So, you know, it's, it, it seemed like it, it could be quite easy and it turned out to be pretty, you know, straightforward once you follow the steps and kind of know what you're doing. And I just kind of went for it. I decided to publish excerpts in the media. The media are so interested in just getting snippets of your book and you can build your own buzz and excitement and get a whole lot of cred along the way. I feel like being an author and being in the media are like two of the best things you can do for your business. I a hundred percent agree. And, 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 and I just kind of love how, how those two things um, work together. So you wrote your first book, you mm-hmm. self-published it. Yes. And then, you know, you talked about using media and publicity yes. uh, to, to sell books. Like, how did you do that? What does that look like? I mean, oh, and, yes. and actually maybe a step before that for people who are like, hold up. And I feel like I, it's all these different words together, right? You've got media, you've got PR, you've got publicity. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? And, and when you think about using media, publicity, PR, to Mm -hmm. sell books, like where, where do you focus your attention? Oh, it's such a good question. So those terms are all used interchangeably. You can use whichever one kind of suits you or whichever one you like. But the way that I think about it is that, you know, the media needs content and the media is such a huge machine, as we know. Some media outlets like Hearst, for example, have been around for over a hundred years, have spent hundreds of millions of dollars building their brand. And if you get a book excerpt or an article in there, which then links to your book, you get 
those hundred years of credibility, <laughs> you get all, you know, what they've spent, many people have spent lifetimes building is immediately like, you know, lended to you as an author, as a columnist. And, you know, when I started coaching, instead of, you know, going out there and hustling for clients, I thought if I can just share my advice, if I can just write tips, share knowledge, share some wisdom, share what's just worked for me, my own personal story, which no one can correct, right? It's very, you know, it's personal to me. Then the right people will find me. If I say, you know, this is how I got through a divorce, or this is how I uh, deal, dealt with a difficult childhood, or this is how I get a raise at work, whatever it may be, whatever my subject matter is, if I put out content that people like, and then provide links with ways to either purchase my book, book a call with me, join my email list, whatever it is, then the right people are going to find me and they're going to love me. Because when you're in the media, for example, just say you write for a place like Cosmo or Glamour, you know, I've written for all of these places the person who's reading the content Chandler, you are Cosmo, you are Glamour, you are the Wall Street Journal, you are uh, the Huffington Post, you know, you are Mind Body Green. And I feel like, you know, being an author is such a natural extension of being in the media and vice versa. They just, they just go, go hand in hand so well if you're, if you're a writer. Yeah. So, so get, you know, get clear on the platforms mm -hmm. and, and the message and yes. then have a clear call to action. I think I, yes. I love the clarity on those two pieces. So yes. let's, let's start platform piece first. Mm -hmm. So let's say, let's start with your first book. So that's yep. an easy example, right? So yes. you self-published the first book mm -hmm. and now you say, all right, I want to use media and publicity to sell more copies of this book. Where oh, did yeah. you start? How, how, like, what were the first kind of places that you reached out to? Were there any yes. platforms? Did you just say podcast? Do I want to go online publications? Do I want to go yes. TV? Like, how did you choose what platform and then where to start for kind of your first opportunities? It's a great question because all media is good, but it's not created equal in terms of driving results, it's, you know, especially sales, book sales, moving units and guest posting, which is essentially blogging, but putting your blog, your posts on a, as a guest on a bigger site, like whatever your dream publication is, uh, that is the most frictionless method to get buyers. So if you have a podcast, right, that's cool. You'll have your link in the show notes. You maybe reference, you know, something forward slash. Someone still has to type that, remember it, put it somewhere, right? If you're reading an article, so for example, I publish a lot on Business Insider. They have a huge audience. I will have my, okay, so my first book is called What If It Does Work Out? How to Start a Side Hustle, essentially. I would publish an excerpt one of my excerpts was called uh, Why Buying a Home and Having a Nine to Five Won't Make You Rich. And it had nearly 2 million views. And I, it was just, it was part of one chapter. So I literally like swiped it, submitted it, it was published. And then it was like, this is an excerpt from What If It Does Work Out by Susie Moore, grab your copy here. And so there is no friction between someone reading something and liking it and then clicking straight to an Amazon link or whatever independent bookseller to then purchase that book. So it's amazing how many units you can move quickly once a piece is fresh, especially if it's commented on good and bad, right? A lot of people didn't like my piece too. And that just actually does work for me, actually. It's great. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, all comments are good, right? We don't want crickets <laughs> with our stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But guest posting specifically is the method that I use because I'm obsessed with leverage and getting the biggest return on every word I write, every minute I spend on any piece of content. So guest posting is my favorite by far. And guest posting brings you other opportunities because editors and producers are just like us when they're looking for experts, when they're looking for content, they're Googling around. And what comes up the most is either a YouTube video or just straight articles. And articles are great to just skim through, read through, find a bio, find a byline, find a link, and then book the expert.
That's it. So, you, so you, you like to focus on guest posting. You yes. said for leverage, which I think I'm, I, I can kind of connect the dots on what that, what that means. But like yep. for someone who's like, hey, hold up, guest yeah, posting, what is, sure. like how is, that, how is there more leverage there than say TV or yes, say yeah. a podcast interview or a Facebook Live? Like what do, you, what do you mean when you say leverage? Yes. So I've been on the Today Show. I create content for Good Morning America. I do lots of podcasts. I, I love all media, right? I, if it's media, yes, I'm interested, right? Uh, if you, if so, for example, okay, I would, ask, I would ask you this, right? The last time you watched TV, right? And you can think about how audiences are declining, where they're growing, et cetera. If you watch someone on TV, you see what a five to seven minute segment on, on average for an expert, and you will be talking about some topic which adds value to the viewers, then they might say, oh, you can get their book or their book was released. That, that person on their sofa has to go to their laptop or their phone, type in the author name, type in the name of the book. They have to remember all this stuff, right? It's the same with a podcast in some, in some instances, podcasts are a little easier. But with guest posting, because you create some content, it's so easy for the person to take the next step. They're already engrossed. They're already reading. They're already engaged. For them to just like click once and then to be able to purchase with one more click, you sell. It, it just simply works. It, there's no, you can see the ease of it, of course, which is, I think, probably the best part. But if there's ever a step or if there's something that, like a barrier between someone mm, liking yeah. you and then wanting your book, if there's a pause, yeah. you know what it's like, life happens. Yeah. So I like to get someone in the moment, like on the subway platform, in the Uber, reading in bed that night, whatever it is, reading my post and then going, oh, so, if she, if I like yeah. this piece, this girl has a book. It's so yeah. easy. And I've not seen anything else drive sales, mm. like move books, move courses, yeah. move whatever it is. That's super interesting. And I, I, and I would imagine it's two things, right? It's friction to purchase and it's longevity of content. Yes. <laughs> and so there's friction to purchase, which is, I think, this is why I'm a huge advocate of podcast interviews because yeah. I'm already on my phone. I can click mm -hmm. the show notes. Also, yes. from a book perspective, for moving books, people who listen to podcasts likely will buy books. So yes. just, especially in the non, for nonfiction books, it's just mm -hmm. that is your target audience. Like there's, I, I think, you know, just about no better way to target people yeah. who buy books than getting on podcasts. Um, yes. But then the second piece, which I think is super important, I think people don't think about this with, with media and PR, is the longevity. Uh, and so yes. just like you said, it's like, oh, if it's a guest post, or if it's whatever else, it's, it's online and then it's Googleable. So yes, when forever. I, yes, if I Google, cool. stop checking your likes, like I'm probably going to find a big media publication where you are on, I'll, yes. it'll be your Amazon link. It'll be one or two other things. Mm -hmm. And then it'll probably be your website, but then all the articles that you did on that. And so there's just, it, instead of a, a moment in time, which for most TV, it's like, you, you reach a audience once yes. and that was a moment in time that passed and it's not an asset that brings leverage and brings people back, you know, yes. month after month, year like, after year, but when they, you're doing guest posts. Yeah, yeah. Like Sean, like where do those segments live? They do live online, but people aren't searching TV segments. Maybe if they're on YouTube, yes, but and they're not well like TV. SEO. And next up yeah. we have a next up. Yeah. yeah. So the, the gears are always shifting versus being out there in the ether. So findable forever <laughs> using the written word. And people love to skim too. Like I love YouTube. I love podcast. I love all media for me, guest posting when it comes and I, I, I love to test everything in different seasons too, to see what's changing. This is the method that's worked best for me and my students. That's why we're so obsessive about it. And and yeah. seven years in, I still guest post every week. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, it's a huge... Mm -hmm. 
I want to zero zero in a little bit more on guest posting, but first, like anything else that you focus on or any other channels that you've seen work or move the most books or drive the most business outside of guest posting? Yes, I do think it's good to have a good network. I mean, when you are launching a book, and it doesn't mean if you don't have a network to despair, right? Because networks can be be very fun to build. They can be built, built very quickly. I feel as if, you know, if you have a couple of people in your corner with audiences to promote you, then you have to ask and you have to yeah. give them notice. You have to give them assets. You have to make it very clear what your book is about. So you can explain it very simply and with enthusiasm, like you have to line up with the energy of what it is you're marketing, right? Like if you're kind of apologetic about it or like, you know, so just by the way, it's like, everyone, please, my gosh, I'm so excited. October 10th or whatever it is, like my books come, you know, and, and like truly you have to own your confidence with it because you know, the, the world will always respond in kind. So I feel like you have to call in your favors when your book's coming out, like be a good human, help others always when you can, this is a general life rule, right? And then when it comes to, you know, marketing your book, then anyone who has an audience, send them a copy. I send all my editors copies or like any podcast host who I know, like I set, like send them out and then ask, say, if you're interested or, or, a personalized message or a call, however it works for you on why your book will benefit their audience and oh, no blanket cool. nonsense, yeah. no publicist, yeah. like doing it yourself. Mm, that's great. Love that. And I love that you said no publicist doing it yourself. Yes. I oh, think that's, yes. Pol- that's, a, that's a polarizing stance and I'm sure we'll talk about it in just a second. Oh, um, yes. but I, I, I generally agree um, with that. So, all right. So we're focusing on guest posting before mm-hmm. we get into the how to and publicists or not or mm-hmm. all that um it how how do you find the right guest posting so mm-hmm. if you know it's like so that i'm not just you know writing all these posts for free and it's like oh man i'm on these obscure sites that no one is even looking at like how do i know this yes. is a good opportunity this isn't and really like focus my attention on getting the best guest posts that are going to truly um, drive book sales Yes, it's a great question. So typically your book is aligned with your business, right? In some cases, no, right there. You have books that, so, you know, I'm a life coach. My content is life coachy content, right? So like life advice, generally speaking. And so I would think, you know, where, what type of people, what type of publications are consuming this type of information? Like where do people go if they're looking for relationship advice, advice on confidence, advice on productivity, right? I'm not going to be in a sports magazine, right? That wouldn't make sense. I wouldn't be in any type of political publication necessarily. I mean, that, that could be a spin, but typically it's already the stuff that I do. So it's not like so out of the scheme of, and by the way, of course, you know, this is like for authors, this podcast, but this is for selling anything, like anything at all that you have, live event tickets, courses, you know, whatever it may be. But when it comes to, you know, creating the, the, the best, highest converting guest posts, you want to be where your audience are, right? And you want to build relationships in the media space with people who like, who, who buy what you're selling, right? Who like, if, if you're a skincare expert and you have your hacks on skincare, or if you're an expert on IVF, or if you're an expert on growing tomatoes, it's fascinating, Chandra, what people do in their businesses, right? Like the variance of like what people do, there is an audience for you. And you said, you know, I don't want to be on an obscure website. Typically, I agree. I like to go for high volume sites, but sometimes being in a really great niche is incredible. Like I have someone who just yesterday told me that as a chef, she's in a restaurant publication, which isn't big, but it's so targeted for her. So it, the most important is the alignment. 
volume is a bonus. I still do like to go for volume because as an author, volume of book sales does matter, right? It's not a high ticket thing. Obviously, a book is less than $15 in most cases. So I think just alignment is very, very strong. And then testing, seeing what works and don't limit your market. I see a lot of people say, you know, I'm a financial journalist or I'm a financial expert or a finance, you know, uh, uh, you know, making sense out of, as a mom with money or whatever it may be. I wouldn't just go for mom publications. I wouldn't just go for family or just go for finance. I go for all of them. And then also go for general news and information and also go for wellness and also go into publications that are maybe male. Like why not, right? We all have to deal with money and so forth. So I think limiting your market is a tricky thing and we don't have to, like we can be, we can yeah. be far broader than we think. So yeah. I think, can someone who reads this publication be helped by what it is I have to say? And if mm. it's a yes, then I, I would see no reason why I wouldn't go for it. Cool. That's awesome. But I love, I love the start focus, then expand, right? And I love, yes. I love that you talked about alignment. Yes. <laughs> uh, and really, I mean, so quantity over quality. Uh, and, yes. and, a, and, ali and alignment and engagement, right? So if it's, yes. if it's a smaller publication, that's, there's alignment with your message and mm -hmm. super engaged readers, listeners, viewers, whatever, that's going to convert way better. And again, I love that you're talking about this from a book perspective. This is from a business perspective. This is like a, you know, yeah. we do webinars about self-publishing school and how to write and publish a book. And the same thing is true, right? It could be a huge audience has nothing to do with books might not work well, but it could be right. a small audience, hyper engaged, that cares about books to do the thing that they want to do. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like the show up rates are higher, the everything, um, just the engagement's higher and, and that ends up generating more revenue for self-publishing schools. So I, I, I love I the, the, the focus on alignment. I'd also think like Chandler, after a year like this, 2020, I mean, everyone has a story to share, you know, good, bad, it like just fascinating. And I, I believe that anyone can be an author. Like we all have something, not all of us want to, not all of us will like do what it takes, but I believe the potential, we all have a story. We all can be a teacher in some way. We have something to give. And so I even believe like, what is it you're sharing, you know, helping people become self-published and get their work out there. That That's, you might think, oh, I'll go for literary publications or creative. I would take it everywhere. I'd be like, yeah. this could be moms, yeah. this could be dads, this could yeah. be healthcare workers. This, I mean, this could be just general yeah. uh, news information content. It's, it's or, my, the big, a big mistake that I see is people tend to think small and narrow right. when it's far bigger than we understand. Right. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right. So if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. Well, and a good example, just to let this play out, like, for us at self-publishing school is actually the the if you think traditional writers mm. like all those publication and groups don't work well for us um mm. because that they're in the industry or they think like oh self-publishing i want to do that or they're mm -hmm. obsessed with writing but other places where it's like oh i need a book and i want a book like those audiences like i mean our mutual friend ruth sukup it's like yes. oh these are bloggers they say oh i'm already blogging okay perfect let me turn that into a book 
the people that you're working with from a PR perspective is like, oh, cool. <laughs> a book, I, can, I can use a book to uh, get my foot in the door from a PR perspective. So it's like those yeah. audiences often work. And so when you say don't think small, I completely agree. Because how many people would think like, oh, yeah, this is huge in the academic world. It's like, oh, I'm going to get in front of all the other academics. And it's like, and then you just, that doesn't work. Cause it's like, that is not the audience. It's the, it's the people that are in your circle as like, oh, these are people who I talk to, but it doesn't mean they're the target audience. And so I think it's important to differentiate uh, kind of between those two. Precisely. I, 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 I would also say that um, editors love authors. Editors and producers love authors for a couple of reasons. First of all, they're vetted, right? If you put together a book, you're serious. Right. It's not yeah. just like, hey, I've got an opinion on Facebook, right? Like if you put a yeah. book together, yeah. you are an, you are the authority on that thing. And uh, also, if you're an author, you've got a few things in place. You've got a bio, you've got a headline. You're actually very media friendly, naturally. So I feel like you're already supported. And you don't need a book to be in the media, obviously. You can, yeah, there are many ways you can do it. But if you're an For author, sure. I feel like you have a huge advantage. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a foot in the door and, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it's, it's an advantage. So mm-hmm. let, let's, let's move forward. So, all right, we're, we're clear on platforms. It's we're, 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 we're looking at quality over quantity. We're looking for alignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we say, Hey, we're going to focus on guest posting at least to start mm-hmm. now let's move to, okay. Like, how do I get my first win? Yeah. yeah. So, oh. Susie, I'm listening. I'm listening to this. I'm watching <laughs> this and I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, this sounds yeah. great. I'm a little bit intimidated. How do I just get my first yes? What, what are oh, your tips there? The, I mean, there are a few ways you can do it. The way that I started, uh, Chandler, my very first piece was in Mind Body Green, which has upwards of 10 million readers a month. And I was still in my corporate job. I remember I was waiting for a friend at a bar. She was late. I started my side hustle as a coach. And I just put together like five, not even 600 words and pressed submit. Mind Body Green have actually a submissions box where you send the full article. Some publishers have this. In other cases, you have to pitch an editor directly and get something approved, your idea approved. But I submitted it like without overthinking it. And two weeks later, I got the email, congrats, fun news, you're published, you're live in Mind Body Green. The article was shared nearly 4,000 times, my very first piece. And I didn't even have a website set up to capture the emails, to drive people. I mean, I had nothing, right? So the most important thing I illustrate here is like just kind of, being willing to go for it, right? Not even thinking too much action overthinking, right? Just moving forward. I would always think, okay, where, where, where do you want to be? Where's a natural place for you to, for you to have a fit, right? Go to that site, see what type of content is already being published, right? And you might be really, uh, a lot of the feedback that I hear is like, oh, wow, this is like, sometimes you think it has to be this crazy, original, impressive, like, wow, you know, haven't heard that before. It's just a lot of the same stuff told in different voices again and again with a timely news peg. And so I think, okay, what what might be my, like my top, say top 15 publications I'd love to be featured in. I would then Google around, right? Have some fun, see what they're already publishing. Think about what you want your idea to be. So what is it that you want to say? Like, how can you contribute to the conversation? So just say it is a a publication like, um, I mean, just, I'm just gonna say business insider or entrepreneur, something like that. Okay. Read it, read, see what they've got going on and then think, okay, what do I have to say? What do business insiders audience or entrepreneurs audience have to benefit from me contributing to the conversation? 
and then you want to come up with your idea, right? So your idea doesn't have to be perfect or original or super profound, but you want it to be either unique to you. You want to make it clear why you're the person who should be telling it. In fact, there's this old expression in publicity, who cares so what, why you? They're the three things you want to know. So who's going to care, right? So we find our audience. So what, what are you going to say? And then why are you like, why are you the person to be sharing this information? And then you want to locate the, the right editor. So it's quite typical. So, you know, say for example, uh, if you go to really any publication, they have like a food editor, sex and relationships, career and money. So if you're a career expert, right, then you want to submit to the career editor. If you're, of course, you know, if you're a food blogger, you want to be in, you know, uh, food, etc. cooking. So you want to find out who the right editor is. And my favorite resource for that is rocketreach.co not.com, rocketreach.co, where you can find email addresses for free. You have a limited amount of searches for free per month. Um, otherwise, it's a very free, a very low cost subscription. And then you find the person and then you connect the dots, right? So, and then this is where, of course, um, quality is important, where your idea is strong and you're connecting to the right publication who want your message, who want your message but also to do this more than once. You don't want to be like, oh, I did it three times, didn't work for me. I would send like those 15 pitches, right? Like, and the, you want to have different ideas because you don't want to submit the same idea to different editors at the same time and they'll both come back and say yes because then you have to kind of go back and say, ah, you know, I need to kind of shimmy one up, make it a bit different, but come up with a lot of ideas and don't think that coming up with ideas is hard because it's not. You can write about the mm. same thing in lots of fresh, different ways, yeah. the same story, the same message. And so I'd have fun with it, brainstorm, and then go, right? Go for That's it. Great. That's great. So, all right, we're coming up with our top 15 list of publications. Yes. Then brainstorming topics. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you're an author already, uh, so those, are, those are your chapter headings, probably mm -hmm. the, yes. the topics there. Uh, and then, um, uh, uh, who, who cares? So what, why you, so we're thinking through that locating yes. the right editor. It sounds like we're using rocket, uh, rocketreach.co or mm -hmm. some sort of tool like that. And then send all 15 <laughs> pitches. Send so don't just send one or don't sit on that, send it. And I love the default to action. And so, all right, we're in, we're in that part in the process. I, I want to kind of double part question. Mm -hmm. Susie, I'm shy and I don't know anyone. Like, oh my ah. gosh, I'm terrified <laughs> to even reach out. What do you say to that? And oh, then, yeah. heaven forbid, I send all 15, I get no responses. What do I do? First of all, if you're scared of an inbox... <laughs> <laughs> like this is where we have to check ourselves. We take nothing personally. I always say that rejection is an illusion, right? It's often not the right timing, not the right fit, just in that moment. So if we take everything personally, that is an emotional challenge. This is not a business challenge, right? It's being able to get over ourselves and know that confidence in its simplest, purest form is our willingness to be uncomfortable. This is why confident people simply do more. They fail a lot more. We don't see that it's behind the scenes, but they take a lot more action because simply they don't hold on to the feeling of rejection in the same way. So first of all, if you're scared of an inbox, you're just a name in an inbox to an editor. They don't know you care about you yet, right? And 
they're allowed to say no the same way you're allowed to submit. They're allowed to not respond. It happens. It will happen. Expect it, right? First of all, just expect it. And then if you, if you submit pitches, if you've submitted over 10 and you've had nothing, I would say it's probably a messaging issue or a, uh, a contact issue. Like, is it actually the right person? And have you made your message clear? Like, why you and why now? One extra hack is, um, Chandler, that can work really well is to just, my content's evergreen, right? As a coach, most of our content is as, you know, as creators, but I would try and always tag it to a news peg, attach it to any type of news peg. The, the example that yeah, always comes up for me. Timely. Yes, absolutely. Timely Timeliness. Yep. Yeah. So one of my students, she does breath work uh, as a yoga teacher. She's focused specifically on breath work yeah. and she she has ties everything to news pegs. How should a politician yeah. be breathing before a debate? How should uh, Meghan Markle be breathing on her way to the chapel so to marry nice. Prince Harry? How should you yeah. be breathing? Whatever's happening, how should Kim Kardashian yeah. be breathing? I don't know, whatever, whatever Kim is doing these days. You know. So whatever it is that you can do to... And okay, another student I have, she's a, um, an expert in video, like how to be confident in front of the camera. And she would always just send you know, com, um, confidence camera advice. But as soon as Instagram created Reels, she had an opinion on reels. You know, as soon as uh, Instagram goes from 30 to 60 seconds with stories, she has an opinion on that. The content is the same. There's yeah. just a different, there's yeah. just an entry point. Yes. yes. And so that's such a great takeaway is, is cater the content and mm -hmm. create a hook that yes. is timely, right? Uh, yes. Your, your hook, whether it's timely, whether it's relevant, whether it's whatever it's it's you can make that relevant to to what's going on so that so that you and this stand is out. easy yeah just go to yeah. the three the three news publications that you read the most see what, what is on the front page and you don't have to read the cut just read the headlines yeah. and yeah. then attach it and then because editors are obsessed with seo they want to come up in search results so if yeah. someone's googling politician debate like breath like how should you be yeah. like you're more likely to rank it's just it's a simple numbers game that's great and one one quick tip on the you know if you don't know if you're in the the right contact you mentioned. Um, I, I like to use tools where I can see when people read the message. I'm sure you yeah. do this. And yeah. so it's, I mean, then you know that they opened mm -hmm. it or like, I'll know if I reach out and they didn't open it and they mm -hmm. haven't responded, well, I'll change the way that I follow up. It's yes. like, oh, hey, I'm sure you're busy and haven't seen this versus yes. I'm follow up differently if I know that they've opened that three times. Uh, oh, and yes. And yeah. And, and if you're not getting the responses you want, it's because of one of two things are happening. And this is years of working on this now, years of seeing it again and again. Typically, you're not being flexible in your approach. So someone's like, I have this exact story and I, I won't veer from how it's being told, right? That's great for bloggers. Do it on your own blog, right? Do it on your, that's, we, we have your own platforms for. If you want to go bigger and access millions of people, there's going to be a tone or an edge or a point of view or some neutrality, whatever it may be that an editor is going to want you to bring to the story. So being flexible in your approach is critical, first of all. And secondly, just not doing it enough not doing it enough and not following up more yeah. often than not it's the second like it's the latter that's the the issue just you know i tried that it's like someone who says i tried stock investing once it didn't work it's like you know it takes like 10 years for your portfolio yeah. to pay off yeah. Yeah. right yeah. so yeah but not doing it enough it, i'm like if you're flexible and you go for it and you have some systems in place that you know that will help you it's a matter of time not before you yeah. get some wins but you get a lot of wins because in the media content is also syndicated this is a bit of a bigger topic but yeah. once you publish something somewhere it can appear i call this you know turning one post into 20 a peace of mind when i wrote about waking up at 5 a.m after reading a book the 5 a.m club 
I published it for Business Insider and it was, on, it was syndicated to Entrepreneur, to Money, to Lifehacker, to a few others, and then translated into different languages. Mm. So like 700 cool. words, what, yeah. 45 minutes, and then how many readers, subscribers, et cetera. That's great. Now let's talk about, so, all right, we've, we've got, you know, we've reached out. We so, maybe, maybe we've got rejected. Maybe we yeah, you will get rejected. the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, we've followed up and this is like, all right, keep follow up and be flexible. Yes. And now we've gotten an opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do we write a guest post mm-hmm. uh, that, that converts? Like, how do we make sure we, how many words should it be? How do we structure it in a way? Like mm. any tips from a writing perspective? And then most importantly, like, how do you make sure that it's high quality content that that turns into book readers or into business or th- things like that? Oh, yeah. So I have a framework which I use again and again because, you know, guest posting, pieces that go viral, syndicated pieces, that, there's a formula that I love. I'll share it with you specifically because it also means that you get to create your pieces very quickly. I love to open with a story. So, and it, quite a dramatic first sentence. <laughs> you know, where possible. So, you know, a lot of people have a, a, a lot of, you know, um, so much of a run up to the information that I would like to say the worst day of my life began, you know, or uh, he left, that was it. Uh, no turning back. I, I guess I'm getting divorced now or like whatever it may be, you know, or I couldn't believe I stepped on the scale. I was 193 pounds. What? Like, open, be dramatic, get the hook in there, right? You'll see all great writers do this for drama, right? So, and it doesn't have to be this chronological, we don't need this backstory, right? Think about how you love to read, right? So I love to start with like a dramatic opening, then like explain that a little bit more, give a bit of history, give some context. And then pretty much, well, I'm going to speak as an advice columnist. I'd go straight into my teaching. So then I'd say, so for example, there's a piece that I wrote, you know, how I'm always on time, right? I'm very punctual and I don't mess around, right? So, but I opened my, and so my, a piece that I wrote was how to get 10 hours back in a week, right? Or something like that. And I opened with, I'm waiting for a friend again. Like I'm at a bar frustrated, like ordering my second drink. I'm already, you know, I'm waiting. And then I said, you know, normally I just let it, I'm, I'm easy about it. But this time I decided to, with my friend, actually bring, her, bring it up and say, you know, I'm always waiting for you. And then I would go then straight into my teaching. Number one, communicate what it is that you need. Right. And then number two, uh, okay, cool. what, how yeah. am I? Yeah. Number two, how am I always on time? I, I plan my outfits the day before. Right. Number three, I only say yes to the things I really want to do. <laughs> right. Number four, number five. Right. And then conclusion, summary, takeaway. We all like to leave with that. It's nice if you can even reference the beginning. That's a nice little touch. As a writer, you can do. You can reference that opening line again somehow with a new conclusion, a fresh perspective, maybe something optimistic. And then right after your last, your final sentence, we go into your shirt tail, which is essentially your two line bio. This is media speak shirt tail, your two line bio where it says Chandra Bal is an X who helps people Y sign up for his Z here. So, and you want it to be a natural flow. So you wouldn't want me to say, you know, how I save time and then have my productivity, confidence, communication advice, and then say, sign up for my recipes. Like that wouldn't make sense unless the context was about recipes, you know? So I would then say, I'm a confidence coach. I help people uh, clearly communicate their needs and get it done. Sign up for my download here. 
So you want to make that seamless. Again, this word frictionless, I love it. So it's like, oh, of course I'm going to, I like it. If, if someone's gotten to the end of yeah. your piece in a publication that they love, you are that publication. They already yeah. love you. It's a very warm lead. So just give it to them in a platter what to do next. That's great. That's great. And so you, you, it's, it's about the lead in and the alignment. It sounds like yeah, um, and, and, and word-wise, for the call to action at the end. Yeah. yeah and uh, 600 to 800 words. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah good call. Not for writers, that's um, nothing. That's a yeah, page of yeah. it. <laughs> and, and guys, spoiler alert, this is how you write, the same way that you write your book description, right? Mm. This is the same way that you write your introduction to your book. This is the same, like, this is the same way that you write the text on the back of your book, right? Like the same principles apply of like intrigue, teach, close, call to action, right? Uh, and, and, and whatever that call to action is. So, we got a couple more minutes. Um, what, um, so final, final questions. I could talk about this all day. Uh, what, uh, any other tips of like getting a guest post to turn into, uh, book sales and like, are you embedding your book in the post? Is that too much? Like, is there anything else that you do that, that helps yeah. convert? Great question. Always ask, right? So I say, and again, this is just communicating honestly as a human. I'd say, you know, dear Kate or my editor, Jet, like whoever it is, I have a book coming out or I have a book on this. May I send you a copy? May I link? Or what I like to do, I like to weave it in organically into my article. I'll say, as I say in Stop Checking Your Likes, 61% of people, da, 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 da. Or as I say in Stop Checking Your Likes, your issues didn't start with you. Like, and so I will then put the title of the book, hyperlink it, and I will ask if that's okay. And I'll say, it's because, you know, I'm, I'm actively promoting my book. And, you know, editor's like, of course, you know, let us see if we can get, and then, Okay, Chan, I, I mean, I, I could get carried away here and talk to you forever. I mean, we love talking about this stuff, right? But then it's amazing too. Sometimes I'll say, hey, do you want to do an Instagram live with our editor and talk about this some more? Like, hey, it's amazing who wants to support you when you're willing to show up, add value for them, and then be honest about what it is that you need. And once you're a, a solid content creator, editors keep coming back to you. They're like, hey, do you have an opinion on this? Or do you have anything like, do you want to write a couple of pieces? Chantha, my editors tell me they have to get 10 pieces live a day, right? So they need what it is that you have to say. I consider myself, it's, it's such a value exchange. It's not like, oh, they're yeah. give, you know, yeah. doing me a favor. It's You're such a, yeah. and so, and I always just say, may I link to my book? Is there any other way yeah. I can integrate this with your team? Is so there anything good. else that we could do? Can I do a giveaway for your audience on Instagram? Yeah. I always say, how about we just do like a 10 book signed copy giveaway? Yeah. Hey, that's, that's awesome for them. Right. And it's yeah. a cost of nothing, a hundred dollars for you. Yeah. And you get so much access and you get so much cred because everyone's, even though they haven't even read your book yeah. <laughs> you know, or know anything about it. They're like, Oh yeah. Free stuff. People. Yeah. 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 For sure. That's awesome. And great reframe is that you're helping them. They're not doing you a favor. Yes. <laughs> and if you can find ways to continue to add value and especially yes. if that embeds your book, well then that's a no brainer. Hey, what, what would be Susie, what would be your parting piece of advice knowing what you know now so to the Susie before your first book and before using guest posting and media uh, to, to sell more copies of your first book, like knowing what you know now, what would your advice be to that person who's about to go on the journey of writing their book or about to go on the journey of, of using publicity to sell more books? Oh, oh, I love this question. I would say expect success, you know, go big and uh, expect some disappointments too as part of it. That's great. I love that. We have a, one of our core values at self-publishing school, fail fast, fail forward, fail often. Yes. <laughs> like internal teams. It was like the best, the best and fastest way to learn is to fail. 
and, and, and you can lose, you just don't lose the lesson, right? Oh, <laughs> yes. And, and, and you learn in the process. That, yeah. This is awesome, Susie. Thank you so much. Where, where can people go to find out uh, more about you, your books, and more about what you're up to? Yes. If anything, I'm publicity specific. I have a free workshop. It's called getrockstarpr.com. Um, otherwise, just over at my site, susie-more.com. I have a lot of free confidence advice and giveaways that um, are all housed there. Cool. That's awesome. Check it out, guys. Uh, Susie, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate this. Thank you, Chandler. Me too. Mwah. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help this podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.